Thanks for downloading this IMSA Radio podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced, or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by visiting imsaradio.com or search for IMSA Radio wherever they get their podcasts. The WeatherTech Sports Car Championship on IMSA Radio. The Salem's six hours of the Glen is one of the Blue Riband events in American endurance sports car racing. It's been going for many a long year, and since IMSA was reconstituted some nine years ago, has been a staple and one of the Michelin Endurance Cup races, the longer championship races throughout the year. Also part of the full IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship, we started the long race calendar at the Rolex 24 Daytona, the Mobile One 12 Hours of Sebring, and this brilliant circuit is three of four as we'll finish the season at Michelin Raceway Road Atlanta in October. For now, we're round about in the middle of the full season of IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. The fans have come out en masse. They're camping in the grounds here at Watkins Glen International. Finger Lakes region in upstate New York. It's been a mecca for sports car fans since the 1940s. The road racing was brought into this circuit, which accurately represents the public roads around here and follows the topography, the ups and downs of the local terrain. Action areas down at turn one, tricky downhill overtake, but it can be done if you can get to the inside and then roll off the brakes. Up over the top of the hill towards the inner loop, which was added in the 90s to slow down the speed into turn five. You can get up the inside curb there. And then again on the right-hand side coming through turn eight. Hello, everybody. It is IMSA Radio and IMSA TV around the world via IMSA.TV and via our syndications. Hello particularly to everyone in the UK watching uh, live and free on Via Play Extra. It's John Hindoff and Jeremy Shaw in the Global Broadcast Centre overlooking the start-finish line. Shea Adam is our eyes and ears in the pit lane. Everyone has rolled out of the pit, Shea. Let's pick up on some stories. One or two cars not starting where we expected them to. That's correct, John. Uh, all the cars are out of the pit lane, so 57 cars have taken to the 3.4 miles of Watkins Glen International, meaning that each car has 0.05 of a mile to itself if we were perfectly spaced out. That's the same track density that we had the last race, though, too, so don't think it's any worse than it was. The biggest story for me, the number 23, Heart of Racing Aston Martin. They are very much alive in the Michelin Endurance Cup. That's their aim for the remainder of the season because they haven't yet gotten the results. The only car in GTD Pro without a podium so far this year. Well, they're hoping to set it right because they won this race a year ago, but they are starting off at the absolute back of the grid. There was an issue in qualifying where the wheel nut actually looked to have come off of the right rear wheel. It completely skinned the inside of the hub as well so they needed to change that upright as well as the wheel to be able to go out for today's race they were not able to set a time in qualifying as a result of that and start behind the entirety of our 28 other gt cars in this field it's going to be a long day for alex riveras and ross gunn who starts the race but the good news is they have the confidence of having that first place trophy from last year that they've been looking at for 364 days and coming back from their sojourn to Spa and Le Mans in the World Endurance Championship where they took over the uh, entry of Paul Dallalana 
and they'll be in that for the rest of the season as well. I know they're looking forward to the rest of the IMSA season, telling me at Le Mans, don't worry, we are not abandoning our roots. IMSA is our home. We'll be racing here for the rest of the season and through into next year. Paul Sitters in GTD and GTD Pro are together. It's Loris Spinelli for Forte Racing Powers by USRT in the Lamborghini number 73 and Risi Competizione are back with the beautiful, the achingly beautiful Ferrari 296 GT3. Uh, Daniel Surratt will start the number 62 car. In LMP2, Gar Robinson for Riley, Pip to Ore Fadani uh, for AWA. Ligier ahead of Duquesne uh, at the front of LMP3, 74 and 13. And LMP2, Stephen Thomas for TDS. Just Pip Ben Keating for PR1 Matheson Motorsport. Two Oricas there, 11 and 52 on the front row of the LMP2 grid. The nine-car GTP top category was decided, as were the two other prototype classes, on championship points because we didn't get, due to weather, a full run in for those categories. So Nick Tandy will start on pole position. It's not an earned pole. None of those poles will, will get the points for that for the championship. And Porsche 963 then will be alongside Pipo Durrani for Whelan Engineering. Vault Porsche... And Alan Brynjolfsson has just had a control alt delete on the front straight right underneath us, but he's ro rolling again in the number 77 car. Don't think he will have to start from the back and not make up his position. Second row behind uh, Penske, the Porsche Penske and the Wheel and Engineering Cadillac is the Koenig and Minolta Acura ARX 06, the number 10 black and blue car from Cadillac 01, the goal-fronted car. Then it's the BMW of Conor de Filippi in fifth. And the BMWs, Jeremy Shaw, have been uh, looking very good this weekend, both in times, they didn't get to show that in the qualifying because it didn't happen, but also just in their body language. And they were quickest this morning uh, in the warm-up session. Yeah, one, two, separated by 0 0.003 of a second. Uh, big confidence for that team this weekend. Why? Well, because they've tested. This is the first track, really, other than Daytona, at which they managed to test uh, prior to the coming here to the race. They feel a lot more confident in themselves, in their car, in their capabilities, in what they have in, uh, with them. The only question mark now for them, of course, is the tyres. They did run the softer tyres briefly during the test, but it was a good bit cooler than it is t today. So a lot of question marks there for them. But, yeah, BMW does a good job. And that's a big change because instead of just one tyre compound, the GDPs have two tyre compounds this weekend. It's not been as hot as we expected. So a somewhat softer compound has been added in by Michelin and IMSA this weekend as an addition to the rules. That normally wouldn't happen. We've got to see how that is going to work with the strategy. Traffic will pay apart, so will track limits, as will strategy. Our Porsche keys to the race will be important. Get on the edge of your seats. Get on your feet. Here we go. 57 cars coming to the line. It's the prototypes that go across first. And the sale in six hours of the Glen is underway. Nick Tandy dives to the left, then to the right, and turns in right-handed down into the first corner. He's already got Whoa. a decent run. And oh, it's a turnaround. It's one of the BMWs. It's the second of the BMWs. Conor de Filippi has been turned around. And that is disaster for the fast, young American driver. Contact between turn one and turn two. And there's damage to the front of the BMW M Hybrid V8, number 24. And, in fact, that's Augusto Farfus, isn't it? It was the Farfus car, not Felipe. So he must have dropped back a wee bit. That is absolute nightmare. 
in the middle of the pack. Here comes the split start. Lamborghini versus Ferrari at the front of the grid. It's an untidy start there. And it was a big jump by the Iron Links. Jordan Pepecar, he might get a penalty for that. He was over the line a long time before uh, for uh, Loris Spinelli, should I say. And another incident, or that BMW incident still been yellow? going on. There is yellow. No. There's a waved yellow at the exit of turn one into turn two as the cars go up the hill. So exactly what we didn't want to see, and I'm sure IMSA didn't want to see, and absolutely positive that Team RLL BMW didn't want to see so much confidence for them this weekend. Augusto Farfus then, as we go to full course yellow, the AMR safety team's already there. Farfus's car not able to move any further and that is the only team in GTP without a podium, and that is a streak that will continue this weekend. Nick Tandy, people Durrani, Sebastian Bordier for Cadillac, Conor De Filippi, sorry, Conor fans. It wasn't him that spun around. Then Louis Delatraz, Matt Campbell, Colin Brown, Mike Rockenfeller. Ben Keating and Sally Yolish at the front of the PR1 Matheson Motorsports field. Ben Keating with the advantages that came across the line from Tower Motorsports in LMP3. Tony's Casimis for RVF Motorsports uh, on <laughs> top there from Ori Fadani and AWA. And Loris Spinelli and Daniel Serra still to come around. So let's try and work out what happened. I think there was a, a little... No, no, there was just a wiggle from Farfus. I don't think he was touched by the number 60 uh, Acura. Close. He was close. Very cold tyres. Oh, huge suspension damage on the front end. Not sure why he thought he could get that car back, but it's just desperation at that point. And actually he pulled himself into a, a dangerous position. Augusto there. He was in behind his teammate, Conor De Filippi, and did well not to hit him as he accelerated, just got the wiggle on. Could have been called tyres. No tyre warmers here in IMSA. Yeah. Not the start they wanted, Jeremy. No, disastrous for them and really unfortunate. Let's have a look, see, on board with the number 60 car. It was directly behind him. I think you're right. I think he lost it on his own. Yeah. Uh, th there was a th there was a sort of a bit of a checkup, I think, in front of them. These cars are really, really sketchy uh, on cold tyres. I uh, talked to the drivers, it takes them... Some of them were telling me three or four laps. Some, some of them were telling me, actually the BMW guys were telling me six, seven or eight laps yeah. before they really get the temperature into those tyres so they're really working properly. Uh, the outlaps are always sketchy. Okay, they've done two uh, you know, parade laps here, so a little bit of heat in the tyres, but nothing what they really needed. And, oh man, that's such a shame. Hello to Jesse Young in New South Wales, one of our international viewers. Also to Jerry Zip. Z in uh, Florida to Wicker Bill and to Tom Marshallak who is back in Ohio after a week's vacation in uh, the Carolinas all tuned in to IMSA Radio or IMSA TV I think it was the actually the number 7 Porsche with the black stripes that was closest to Augusto Farfus when he spun so we'll have to have a quick look at the front of the 7 car and see if there's any 
witness marks on the front of that. I, it just looked like as, as he got on the throttle, the back end started to go, and there was no getting it back from that point. He wasn't on the curb. I'm pretty certain he wasn't no. on the curb. So he, he'd given the left-hand side curb a, a, a decent amount of, of respect there. So Nick Tandy for Porsche. Porsche Penske racing. Porsche needing something after uh, by anybody's standards and particularly by their very high standards not a good Le Mans right how close was the Porsche it was close but well, I'm not sure what, I mean the fourth place car which I think was the uh, was Louis Delatraz in the Acura got a big wobble on going there and the other guys had kind of check, had up, to a check up a little bit uh, and I think that's probably what caught out Augusto Farfa. It's just really, really unfortunate. Yeah, it's quite a big Man. clunk into the barriers sideways. Driver's left uh, of the track, but driver's right of the car. So he'd already gone round 180 degrees or thereabouts when yeah. that happens. So the there'll be no pass around. There will be no pits opening. And as is standard operational procedure, the start is under review. I have a suspicion yeah. that we might get some penalties at the front of the GT grid because I'm not sure they went across the line in the order that they should have, to be and, honest. And they're supposed to stay side by side. They're not allowed to move lanes before the, before the, uh, before the start line, are they? So and boy, that was really sketchy. Um, when the GT field came through turn one with that yeah. BMW still in the middle of the track. That uh, was they, bizarre. Uh, they, they, weren't, that race. they weren't slowing down much either, well, despite no, well, they, yellows. They, 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 they were under, well, they were under green. We have yellow flags, Jeremy. It's down to, down to the drivers. But that, I don't think it was as they came around the corner, though, was it? Uh, there was a wave yellow flag right beside the BMW. Um, well, yes, but you're already coming out of the first corner by then. Um, anyhow, it was, uh, I'm surprised they went green. No, they did, and there were no other... No other dramas. Uh, good start there by Ben Keating. Uh, and uh, it was uh, Stephen Thomas who got caught out at starting LMP2. Um, see, there is the green flag wave right there. Then the then yellow comes, the comes out after out. they've already come yeah, out of yeah. the corner. Correct. And then by that time, the, the guys are a bit busy sorting themselves out. Uh, but, yeah, good, and a good, great start also by Tony Kazimitz in LMP3 in that RV Motorsports car number four. He started in... Uh, fifth position uh, and leads at the end of the first lap he's already ahead of one of the LMP2 cars as well a team that uh, is moving up and doing its thing there'll be no GT uh, no LMP3s for next year Jeremy in this series yeah. so quite a lot of the teams making plans they want to stay in prototype so they're moving up into LMP2 LMP2 is going to be a bumper class here okay. next year because we know we've got United Autosport, Richard Dean bringing two cars, uh, two very competitive cars to the championship full time. And uh, with the other cars from the championship here making their way into it, we could have 12, 15 or more P2s next year. Yeah, I mean, that could be really cool. Really, really good fun. They always provide great racing. We've seen some good races already this season. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm excited about that. Very much so. Uh, yeah, the, I mean, the cars are fun to drive. Yeah, they slow them down a bit. But uh, with a bit of luck, by next year, the uh, GTP there'll be 
more confidence in the GTP ranks and be able to tune those LMP2 cars up just a little bit and get back to the sort of speeds they were doing before because uh, they are fun to drive. Even now, you know, they, they are fun to drive. So waiting for the cleanup to be completed as that BMW is now on the flatbed and heading back to the back of the paddock. I have no doubt that they will try and get that car fixed and get more track time. These are new cars, Jeremy. We keep saying it, but it's absolutely true. And every bit of track time that they can get is important. Hello to Stephen Uppert, 2.50 a.m. in Auckland, New Zealand, cheering on the Cadillacs. Going to be a long night here, he says. And, well, let's hope we can keep you entertained there, Stephen. At IMSA Radio, if you want to get in touch, that'll bring you straight to the screens in front of us here in the IMSA Global Broadcast Centre, which for this week is on top of the grandstands in the sunshine at Watkins Glen International. And a great sight it is. And big crowds here, been camping here. We arrived on Wednesday and they started, uh, Tuesday actually, they started coming in on Wednesday. And it's been a great atmosphere. And thank you to everybody who stopped to say hello. And the nice words about IMSA Radio, the big team effort from Le Mans a couple of weekends ago. Always a knowledgeable crowd here. People coming not just from the local area, but from further afield. Some quite long drives, seven, eight hours, some of the fans I was talking to earlier. But it's worth it. As the safety car lights are off, we're about to go back to green, Jeremy. Yeah, so uh, hopefully um, it, it, we've got, you know, sun's out now, it's actually, and it's going to be warming up. It's going to be quite warm. It should be the warmest day of the, of the week here today, and particularly with the sun coming out, that's going to make a big difference, to, particularly for the, in the GTP ranks, because as we've talked about uh, often this weekend, the drivers are really struggling to get build heat into the tyres, and this sun will certainly help them. Uh, I, we don't, what we don't know is whether they're starting on the, uh, the, the, the regular tyre, which they were supposed to start on, which is a harder tyre, or the softs, which they were uh, been allowed to use as from this morning. Mm. They, can, they can use two sets of the softer tyres, or they have the availability of running two sets of the softer tyres if they so choose. And they cannot mix and match the soft and hard tyres. You, you use one or the other. Jeremy Shaw, John Hindoff in the IMSA Global Broadcast Centre. Shay Adam in the pit lane. Nick Tandy has control of the field. The man from Bedfordshire in the centre of England sets away and gets a pretty good start. Weaving right and left as we go back to green. 13, 12 minutes into the race. And he's got a good gap as he goes down into turn one this time. The drop into turn one. Then... The climb through turns two, three, and four. The S's here. It's much steeper than it looks, and there's a lot of camber and a lot of banking around the corners here as well that helps the drivers. Now onto the back straight, the chute. Mid-90s, the inner loop, the bus stop chicane was put in. Ride the kerb on the entry. Try and stay away from the two middle cars, and you can take a bit 
Uh, middle curbs, you can take a little bit on the exit. Now the long right-hander, turn five, the outer loop. The short course where the stock cars go, off to the right-hand side, but we're on the Grand Prix circuit. The circuit that has such history, triumph and tragedy mixed at this venue. Down through the toe of the boot, turn seven, climbing up to the right-hand side, over the top of the brow, into the vision of the campers at the outside of turn eight, the heel of the boot, more than 90 degrees. Tandy all the way to the right, white line on the left-hand side of the track, and the car still not really wanting to go where Nick Tandy wants to place it. Here comes Pete Motorani as they turn through turn nine and back onto the short course. Use the kerb on the exit, but not too far. That grass is very wet. We've had a lot of rain in the last few days. Turn 10, easy to go outside the track limits there. The final corner, very heavily banked here. And you can use that under the walkover bridge to complete the green flag lap. That's the first green flag lap we've had. And the sail and six hours of the Glen feels like it's properly on now. Nick Tandy then trying to build on the success that Penske gave Porsche. The Porsche Penske Motorsport brand winning its first race on the streets of Long Beach. Pit lane caller. And that's changing qualifying tyres drive-through by two for the 0.23. And that means... And the four, the number four is the other car for changing lanes. That's RV Motorsports. They've just done that stop. The 0.23 is the Triazi competition car. And... They are in for the first of two, so that's the second of the Ferrari 296. First of two drive-throughs, so they changed their qualifying tyres, and that means they've got to come through twice. That's going to be costly. Yeah, it is going to be costly. They'll be lucky not to lose a lap. No, they'll lose uh, a lap. And uh, I thought Tony's chasm at start was a bit good. Unfortunately, it was too good, and uh, that's annoying for him. He'll be, he'll be really unhappy with that one, but he's got to, yeah, he, he'll get out again, be amongst the GTD traffic, but uh, other than that, he'll be fine, and he, he's got plenty of pace in the RVMO Sports Ligier. Shit, Adam, down in the pit lane. A uh, question for you guys. Did Charlie Scardina qualify the 0-2-3 as a meatball flag was just hung out over start finish? That means that there's something mechanically wrong. It looked like they were holding it out for either the 10 or the 60 Acura GTP car. Um, but sorry, just to go back to that train of thought. Charlie Scardina, if he was the qualifying driver for Triarci, he is a bronze-rated driver. And there is a rule in the rulebook this year that if you qualify your bronze-rated driver in the GTD class, you may change onto sticker tires. I wonder if maybe they didn't go onto stickers. Adam in the pit lane and down at turn one we've had another incident and it is in fact that it is the 10 car by the way that's got the mechanical black flag that Shea was talking about and we've got a wheel off the Biohaven number 51 prototype as that car makes its way down there's been contact with the wall for the Rick Ware racing machine Lerick Luck started that car, and he's got a full lap to go with no left front tyre. So tyre requirements for the number 10, that is the, as she said, that is the Konica Minolta car. Now, I think the tyre might have come off that car without, any, without it hitting the wall because the tyre was already 
well away from the car and there's some yeah there's some score marks on the Michelin rubber there so Eric Lux lost the front wheel going down into turn one and that's the side he's leaning on that would have been a scary moment he's done really well here's the Triazi car coming underneath us into the pit lane and that is the drive through for the tyre issue changing the qualifying tyres and the number 10 share Adam the Acura of Wayne Racing also doing its drive through uh, No, going into its box. Uh, it was the meatball flag that was hung out over the wall for the Konikman Multa Acura. That's Wayne Taylor Andretti uh, for that machine. They are changing both of the left sides and both of the right sides. No, they are just doing the left front. And now the car drops off the air tracks and rolls back away. Very curious. That's very interesting. Just the left rear I saw change there, actually, Shea. Appreciate you were a little bit further down the pit lane. I suspect, then, that that's been picked up, Jeremy, by the RFID chips. And I wonder if they've mixed two, uh, two sets of tyres there in terms of the compounds, which I don't think you're allowed to do. No, I, I specifically went and asked Matt Kerlock about it him in the, in, in the pit lane before that, because th th that's a legitimate question. And I asked several drivers, they didn't know, even asked a couple of engineers, they weren't too sure about it. So I went and asked Matt Kerlock, who's the technical director at uh, IMSA the SAS, he said, no, you're not, you can either run the, the softs, the hards, or the wets. You can't mix and match. Like so, you could in the old GTB days. So just one tyre there would suggest to me, Jeremy, that they got that wrong somehow. Meantime, at the front of uh, LGTD, uh, uh, we have uh, Loris Spinelli in the Lamborghini Huracan uh, in first. Iron Links running at the front of the GTD field because the 62 Ferrari is going slowly. And there's been an incident for Daniel Serra. I... I'm looking at that car. It looks like it might be sitting down on the right-hand side. I'll try and get a look at it through the binoculars the next time it comes through uh, in front of us. I presume it'll dive into the field. Action everywhere on the track and in the pit lane, Shay Adam. It's off, sheared off part of the uh, hub where the wheel nut actually goes. That's the car number 51. This is the one that Eric Lux worked very hard to bring back into the pit lane. He's actually going to drive this car behind the wall on three wheels because they couldn't, even if they wanted, put a fourth tire on. The left front has nowhere to sit. It's going to be a lengthy stop for the Rickware Racing Crew. Ah, oh, it's such a shame. They've been looking good all weekend. Talked to them this morning at breakfast. And they were looking pretty confident. So let's check out the front of the field. Uh, so we got a... Do we have a yellow again? No. No? Okay. Uh, we have Nick Tandy leading by 1.3 seconds. Pipo Tarani second in the red front at 31. Whalen Cadillac. Sebastian Bordet in the gold front at 0-1 Cadillac racing car. That's the Chip Ganassi run machine. The Whalen car run by Action Express. Fourth for the remaining BMW after Augusto Farfus had that first lap, first corner incident, which is being looked at by race control. Then it's Louis Delatraz for Cunningham and Alda Acura, uh, never, uh, notwithstanding the drive through uh, for the number 10. No, that cannot be right. 
No, that uh, isn't right there. They have dropped down through the field. So that uh, not quite up to date on the timing screen. Apologies for that. So it's Conor DeFilippi and then Colin Brown for the 60 Acura. Then it's Matt Campbell for Porsche Penske Motorsports and Mike Rockenfeller for the bright yellow JDC Miller car and makes up the top seven with the Louis Delatraz driven number 10, Connie Manolda Acura having dropped down into the GTs. He's fought his way back through. He's now halfway up the LMP3 field, but in 17th overall. And with the ground to make up, he is well over a minute, minute and four seconds behind Nick Tandy, who leads. In the classes, Ben Keating leading after a very nasty accident in a wet qualifying session. And he spun around and hit a car that was already off and then he had another car I think it was the number 17 LMP3 wasn't it the Duquesne that had the same accident spun around and hit him it's like a game of bar billiards down at turn 8 at that point in LMP2 it's Glenn van Berloff for Andretti Autosport the number 36 car a little bang on the nose for that car this morning when Mark Kwame in warm up spun the high class racing number 20 and they had nowhere to go, but that car going very nicely with a 2.6 second lead over Junior 3 Racing and Dylan Murray in the number 30 leash year in second. Yeah. And in GTD, sorry, Jeremy, go ahead. Well, no, just a good, very good drive by Dylan Murray, who only hopped into the car this morning. Yeah. He, he was here just hanging out like proper racing drivers do in case of <laughs> any opportunities uh, because uh, the team called several drivers. Uh, including Cameron Shields, who I saw over the week, earlier in the weekend, uh, the Australian, young Australian, who's, who was a, he, he said he was a reserve driver for three different teams. But unfortunately, he didn't stay last night. He was coaching in the Lamborghini series, and when they were finished yesterday, he went home. So he lost an opportunity there to drive number 30 car. Dylan Murray was here, hopped in the car, and he's moved from uh, about uh, seventh at the start eighth at the start, up into second position really good run, following Glenn Van Berlo, who's also done a nice job in that Andretti Autosport, number 36 and tell you what, the Van Berlo's like this track, uh, Glenn is leading now in the uh, Andretti Autosport, car number 36, his brother Kai has had five races here at Watkins Glen International four of them in Porsche Carrera Cup North America, first, first, first and first, and one in the LMP3 car last year for Riley Motorsports, again, first. Not bad. Uh, hello to all of you watching on Polish via play. I won't even try to uh, pronounce the uh, Motorsport Twitter feed, who's just said hello to us on at IMSA Radio, uh, via play in the UK as well. Uh, the free-to-air version, that's on via play extra. For those of you who don't have access to that, then, of course, you can go to IMSA.TV if you're outside the USA. No, uh, no fees for that, and no, uh, no breaks either. All the way through to the end of the race in five hours, thirty-five minutes, and fifty seconds to go. So, rather too exciting start the race with a couple of incidents. But now we're settling uh, down, waiting to hear what the stewards make of that incident at Turn One. First time around, very difficult not sure there was conclusive evidence from what we saw to penalise 
the number seven Porsche in the hands of Matt Campbell. They have more uh, screens, cameras, etc., than we even we do here. So into traffic, that was part of our Porsche keys to the race. Traffic, tyres, track limits and strategy. TTTS. Um, sounds like something Audi would have built. Colin Brown managed to find a way past Colin oh, Di Filippi on Rexy's that Rexy's off. Eel racing in the Porsche into the wall at turn nine. Coming back onto the substantive circuit, side of the circuit. It's right rear, right door mirror. It'll be a pit lane visit, surely. No, they've stayed out. Oh, I think that might be a mistake. So the bright green, number 80, has gone around and... All the bodywork is flapping there. They'll get a black flag. PJ Hyatt said Prior Gunnar Jeanette sharing that car. Welcome back to Seb Prior and to Gunnar and PJ after they were at Le Mans as well. PJ Hyatt took the start in that car. I think they'll have to come in this time around. Now, the good news is the body panels on the new 992 GT3 car are relatively easy to change. There are fewer fastenings on those cars and it makes it easier to do that type of repair. If there's no further damage, they'll straighten the right-hand side door mirror, they'll put a new fender on that car and they'll send it. They'll be scrambling now to get all the parts they think they need and then it will take them... Oh, the touch! That was the people to oh. car. This has turned the final corner. Oh, this number 20 car has had no luck today. The high-class racing car and four cars involved. There was a touch there with another prototype in turn at number 11. And that high-class car gone around again. But this time it was pushed into it. And that is... Uh, poor Mark Kwame. Now, is the damage to that car? I think he'd probably bring it into the pit lane. No, he hasn't. He's gone through. So he must feel the car is okay. There's debris on the front straight now as well. The red and white high class car continues to race. And he gets going. What a schmozzle at turn 11, the final corner. Kwame continuing. I'm looking at the suspension to make sure it's straight. I think it is tracking straight. It wasn't this morning after a, what looked like a relatively low-speed tap when Mark locked it up on the down change. It was the wheel and engineering Cadillac that caused the problem, battling for the lead. People Durrani in second place goes down the inside. He's right alongside. Oh, Mark should have seen that car there. And then well, behind, he's, he was—he absolutely should have seen that car there, Jeremy. He's—he's yeah, he's, he's actually in front of him. By the time he, Mark turns in, and the number 54 involved as well, another one of the uh, the prototypes. That's the MLT Motorsport car. There was a third car that went around. Nice avoidance by. Zero one, which is Sebastian Bourdais in the gold-fronted Cadillac. Race control will be having a look at it, no doubt. It is the responsibility of the faster car to go through. 
I've got to say, people look to be through. Now, the only thing that I would say is, did people move back to the left? And that's what race control will be looking at to see if there's any blame and therefore penalty to be attached to that. Incident responsibility is what it's called here in IMSA. Doesn't have to be deliberate, but if the driver could have done something to avoid, then they will be penalised. Shea Adam has the plaid Porsche, the driveway Faf car. Oh, Canada. More <laughs> tyres for Patrick Pillay, but no driver change, no drinks bottle. Hopefully he hasn't used up all of it by this point. And just waiting on fuel. So going off strategy once again for FAF Motorsport. It worked for them at Daytona. It definitely worked for them at Sebring. Let's see if it works at the Glen. Uh, yeah, I've seen them do this before, Shea, but this is quite early. We're only half an hour into the race. Maybe a tyre alarm uh, puncture or something like that. I, I wonder if they'll tell you. We'll find... We'll find out from Shea in a moment or two. Fan favourite, the plaid Porsche from north of the border. And that's where IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship goes next. Two weeks' time at Canadian Tyre Motorsport Park. And we'll have that for you, of course, in its entirety. Mark Farmy, as he recovered, drove right across in front of the heart of racing Aston Martin. And that looks like the windward car as well that was following them through. Uh, that might get him a tap on the knuckles for unsafe rejoin. At the front of the field it is still Nick Tandy that is leading the motor race now by 2.2 seconds. And for a moment at least, as he goes out of turn seven, he's got a little bit of a gap. The next car is the Faf Porsche just out of the pits. He'll get that before turn eight and does so as he breaks into the right-hander over the top of the brow. And Shea Adam has been down to Faf Motorsport to ask the question, problem or playing clever strategy game, Shea? They're very good at their strategy. They're gone off of it for now. And, yep, that was a move that wow. was called for by the geniuses that sit on the Bath Motorsport pit box. Over the top of turn four for the LMP2 battle, Glenn from Burlow, excuse me, um, Ben Keating, George Kurtz, Stephen Thomas, all battling together, Jeremy, and that's a cracking scrap between two, sorry, between three, I'll give you three names there and said between two, shows you how excited I am, between three of the very best non-pro drivers we've got in IMSA, and that probably means three of the best non-pro drivers anywhere in the world. Great battle between those three. Yeah, it really is. There's, there's all sorts of good battles going on there. Uh, there's uh, that, that, one, two, three, what, four, four cars, aren't there? No Sotel in LMP2, and two, two right behind those as well, only a second farther back, so it's a really good battle going on there. In LMP3, though, uh, Glenn Van Berlo, he's pulled about three seconds out over Dylan Murray, who's more than 20 seconds ahead of Gar Robinson in third position. That uh, GTD, in GTD, those top three cars have pulled away a fair bit from the rest. Two Lamborghinis, Laura Spinelli, Laura Spinelli and Jordan Pepper, along with uh, Daniel Serra, have pulled out about three and a half seconds over Jack Hawks. But that gap uh, has stayed pretty constant after the last after the first two or three laps, which is when they pulled out that margin, it stayed fairly constant there. And then behind, behind Hawksworth, there is oh, a... problem for the TDS car into the wall at turn 
11, it's the number 11 car who's gone in, and that's Stephen Thomas, he was right in that battle, just caught that out of the corner of my eye to the right there as Jeremy was calling, and that's the championship leader, and there's damage to one of the other cars that were in that battle, Jeremy, that's the tower car. They've got problems of their own at the moment. No, their, radio the instance, has failed. The, their radio has failed, and they wanted that car in. It failed this morning as well, uh, and it's happened again, and they've now been involved in this incident, we believe, at Turn 11 that's taken the TDS Stephen Thomas, Thomas car out. He shares it with Mikkel Jensen, of course. And into the pit lane for Matt Campbell for Porsche. Are they expecting... A full course yellow, I think it's a reasonable guess. Also coming in is the prototype number 13, which is the AWA, Ori Fadani, Matt Bell and Lars Kern. Lars getting the shout again. He's the man who does all the fast laps for Porsche in their road cars. And oh, Stephen rolling down the high banks there at turn 11. It's got to be a full course yellow, it is. That's going to be a big accident if we are not careful here. People diving into the pit lane, some people staying out. Full course yellows out, at least three cars. Four cars, I think, came in under yellow. It will depend whether they were past the pit commit area before the yellow came out. But there could be some penalties there. They may claim force majeure. Shea Adam. The smart thing to do here would be to do what if you're not sure? Drive straight on through, and that's exactly what the 83 Iron Dames and the number one Paul Miller Racing BMW have done. Stopping in their boxes, though, both of the Lexuses, so we'll have to see if they get dinged for a penalty or not. But one car that definitely made it in on time, that's number 63. Uh, that was started by Andrea Caldarelli, I believe. John, correct me if I'm wrong. If it was Jordan Pepper, I apologize to Jordan. Um, but that car did make it in well before the pit closed. Lights came on, as did the 78. Laura Spinelli fuel and tires for both of those Lamborghinis. Very bizarre incident, and poor Stephen Thomas not involved at all. It was the Sally Yolich Tower Motorsport car that came from such a long way back and hit the back of the Ben Keating leading LMP2, the wins car, kicked it sideways and put it right across the track. And Stephen Thomas arrived on the scene, had nowhere to go, tried to go to the right, uh, and then hit the wall. Simple as that. He wasn't actually involved in the original accident. And he's got some damage to the bodywork, but also to the steering and the suspension. And that car is going behind the wall. That's not going back out like that. It's going behind the wall. They'll turn hard right. And that is exactly what Stephen does. There'll be damage on the back of the 52 car as well. That's the wins car, as well as the Tower Motorsport car, which was shedding carbon fibre bodywork as far around the track as Turn 7, and it happens on the final corner. Let's have... Let's wait for the cars to come in. Need to see the back of the number 52 car, the right rear. Do you know what? That's... That stood up pretty well. I think they've almost got away with that. The tower card, Sally Yolish has got deranged front bodywork to the left-hand side. There are one or two bits and pieces hanging down. Actually, it's the right rear that it must have caught. So it must have been at a strange angle. And Ben Keating will keep an ear out for what he's telling the pit lane. It's under review. Um, I can't imagine there'll be anything other 
than a penalty. Sally Yolich side by side. They couldn't talk to him on the radio. They had the pit board out. And, yeah, that was a big hit to the right rear. And poor Stephen Thomas comes to the scene and has literally nowhere to go, locks it up and goes into the turn 11 wall. The inception McLaren, number 70, coming on the scene as well and having to make a decision as to which way to go. Is it left? Is it right? That was a bit later on when Stephen was trying to roll off the wall and get into the pit lane. And actually, I think uh, a couple of the cars that dived into the pit lane were doing that as much, Jeremy, to avoid them as the, they were actually trying to make a pit stop. They drove through. We'll see if there's any penalties. It was very tight for one or two cars before the yellow was thrown. You're not allowed to come into the pit lane in the first part of a yellow flag. As the yellow flags go out, in fact, the pits are closed first, and then the yellow flags go out. So yeah. that is the procedure. And if you come into the pits, you can't then work on the car or stop at your box. You would drive straight through. A couple of cars did that. Heads up driving from them. They took the opportunity to come in. They were just a tiny bit late. They didn't want to argue uh, with race control. You sometimes get away with it if you're on the what's called the pit commit line and you've already come down. But the teams must have thought it wasn't worth uh, trying that one, so they've gone back out. They haven't really lost anything, to be honest. They will have rejoined as the race was neutralised. The Cadillac is back out pacing the fields, and we are on our second Full course caution. Pits are still closed. Shea Adam, before it gets busy. Yes. Um, bonkers start to the race. <laughs> yeah, been a little bit frenetic. Uh, just walking back and forth, basically, along the same stretch of pit lane. Um, but a couple of curious things. The number seven pitted, but the six stayed out. So a split decision for Porsche Penske Motorsport. The seven has Tim Sindrick calling strategy on the box, and Tim Sindrick we trust. Uh, so I'm wondering how all that's going to shake out when the entirety of the GTP field comes down the pit lane, as you would expect they would when the pits open. Maybe the seven comes back down for a splash, but all of a sudden we should, in theory, have a new leader, and, well, he's an Antipodean, Matt Campbell. Yeah, I mean, the number seven car was the only one of the GTP cars to come into the pit lane. He was running in the seventh position. Uh, uh, but it was, it was kind of interesting that none of the other leaders uh, chose to come in because we're, uh, you know, we're what, um, 40 minutes into the race. Um, I would say, it's, well, they, they will be in now under the caution period. I'm surprised. I think they all had an opportunity to come into the pits before the full course yellow was thrown. It wasn't thrown right away, I don't think. I'm pretty sure it wasn't. And uh, But they didn't come in, so... Uh, curious that the number seven car did and nobody else did and that will pay dividends for them because they should leapfrog to the front yeah when nobody else comes in when once the pits are opened yeah even if they're following and top off jeremy which yeah. is what i think they'll do yeah it was it, it was interesting there's a as she would say there's uh i don't know seven or eight gtd or gtd pro cars that did come into the pits and three i think lmp3 cars number 13 38 and 85 certainly came in um, to make a pit stop. 
both of the Lexuses did get in, both of the Lexus, I think she did get in before that yellow came out. It would be close. You'll have to look back at your timing screen, John, to know exactly when the yellow came out as to when they crossed the beacon. And then remember, there is a, a dedication point where if you have committed to the pits, you're okay and you're allowed to do your service. But the 83 and the number one, so that's the Lamborghini for Iron Dames and the number one uh, BMW for Paul Miller Racing, they were both hot on the tails of the Lexuses and they drove straight through. So they did not stop in their boxes, effectively self-penalizing, moving further back. But they'll come in when all the GT cars are allowed to come in. The 63 Lamborghini for the Iron Lynx, they also did a stop. So at the front, it should be them and uh, the 14 of Jack Hawksworth. That didn't take him long to get to the point. Cars that got in before the yellow. The number 16 of Ryan Hardwick. Matt Campbell in the Porsche number 7. Mark Warmy, of course, uh, in the number 20. Uh, that was the other incident, wasn't it? Standby. That was about a minute before. Let's do that. Uh, so, Ori Fadani in the number 13 AWA. Chris Allen in the number 38 LMP3. Till Bechtelsteimer in the 85 LMP3. Ryan Hardwick in the 16 GTD. Loris Spinelli in the 78 uh, Lamborghini. Jordan Pepper in the 63. Then, then the full course yellow came out at that point. So anybody who came in after that, let's have a spin through. What was the last one that you mentioned before? Actually, I've got that, excuse me, I've read that entirely the wrong way around because this screen goes the other way. Let me, let me do it this way. Loris Spinelli was in and out. Jack Hawksworth, Stephen Thomas, Aaron Tealitz, Dorian Pan, uh, and... Matt Campbell all got in and out uh, beforehand. So, but Dorian did not stop in her box. She drove straight through. Right, so she was a bit late. Correct. Okay. It must have been tight for the Hawksworth one. It would be tight for Hawksworth and Tealitz both, as into the pit lane have come the prototypes. Now, the GTP cars are all going down to the far end of the pit lane. I'm strategically stationed to be able to tell you about the 52 PR1 Matheson car to look at the damage to the right rear of that one, and the 8 Tower Motorsport car, because there is right front damage there. I'm not seeing tire changes on any of the GTP stops that I can get eyes on. That would be the JDC Miller Motorsport number 5 for their Porsche 963, and, of course, the number 10, Conic Minolta Acura, they came in, they changed that one tire, remember, but they have just done fuel only as a way. It goes the Meyer Shank Racing Acura. Very good stop by them. Pit closed light is on. Hopefully everyone respects that. All right, PR1 Matheson, they are changing the tail, putting a whole new component on. The good news is the fins that actually run underneath the car, the strakes as they're called, they are perfectly intact. So that is really good news, meaning the floor of that car should be okay. The Tower Motorsport LMP2 car, however, significant damage to the nose. They're pulling the old nose off just get a little bit closer. That's the 88 uh, AF course car and the 04. That's the crowd strike car. They both rumble back into life. New nose going on the number eight. No work being done to the suspension. So that does bode well for the mechanics of that machine. And hopefully they can get the eight back out on the circuit. Otherwise, they're going to be hindering the Turner Motorsports stops, which should happen, well, as soon as the pits open for GT. Now we are clear of all the cars except the number 17 AWA machine. That was involved in the first incident that we saw earlier on uh, with Mark Fame. That car wound up getting spun around. They've put a new nose on that car as well by the looks of it. And breathe, everybody. So the other car, by the way, that was involved in that incident 
was that number 17? I think Shea was just talking about that. The AWA green car. And they're struggling to get that nose on because it's just not quite... Yeah, now it's on the locating pegs. They're making sure everything is on. There's a special little tool. Uh, mechanic almost getting the car dropped on his foot there at the front end. And I'll, that's, that's happened to me before. It hurts. Uh, you get the car dropped down onto your instep. Very painful. I'm presuming you don't break anything. You can break the bones in the top of your foot if you've just got your feet in the wrong place. Never took your feet under when you're leaning over the front of the car. That's the car that won at Daytona. Yeah. Um, with uh, number number 17 uh, team. N not around at the overall championship, but of course it is around at the Michelin Endurance Cup. That car's uh, driven by uh, here again by Anthony Mantella, Wayne Board, and Nico Veron. They were joined at Daytona by Thomas Merrill. He's not part of the lineup this weekend. So Nico Veron uh, with that uh, win at Daytona and of course the, the win at uh, Le Mans. Famous win with it in GTE AM class for Corvette. Uh, just a couple of weeks ago, he's uh, he's on a on a roll at the moment, and uh, Nico was on the pole here in LMP3 last year, so he loves this race. I had a little chat to him before the start of the race, and he's all pumped up. Wayne Boyd, uh, also I saw saw the two of them, and yeah, they're uh, they're feeling in pretty good shape. The uh, Willis brothers, Ian and and uh, Jeff, are engineering for the AWA team. Number 13 and 17 cars are both fast. Hello to Bryn Smith, Nottingham in the centre of the UK. Tuned in on the world feed via play in the UK. Via play extra coming live at 7 UK and running through till the end of the race. If you can grab the TV remote, those of you in the UK. If you can't, imsa.tv or imsaradio.com. Go to the hamburger on the top left and click live video. Here's the GT, Shea Adam. And into actually make her stop this time, Doran Pan in the number 83 Iron Dames Lamborghini fuel and tires for her, fuel and tires for Daniel Sarah as well, and racing competition, the Ferrari, which came in from the lead of the race. For the 95 Turner Motorsports BMW, driver change. Bill Power is no longer behind the wheel of the number 95, that's Bill Oberlin, and instead it's Chandler Hull, 30 minute minimum drive time for these cars. We've had a quick stop from the 70 McLaren, a very quick stop from the Paul Miller Racing BMW. The 32 had a fantastic stop as well for the team Cawthorn Mercedes and it was a splash for the 16. That is Ryan Hardwick. Pit close light is on. Everyone's respecting it so far for the number 95. We also had a driver change as a tire has gone missing from the other end of the pit lane. That would either be Lexus or the number 93 Acura. Uh, that, oh, that looks pretty suspicious. No, I think it was from Lexus actually because it was a bit further down than where the Acura Correct. is housed. So, yep, I'm going to go with that. Um, but the Train is now proceeding out the pit lane. Last car out of its box oh, will it's, be... It's the Aston Martin, the um, harder racing Aston Martin, picked up a tyre that was on the pit in front of it and bounced it into the pit wall. Fortunately, wow, it didn't that go, went far. It didn't go onto the track. It hit the outside pit wall, but there's, there's no catch fencing there, so it could have easily gone onto the track. Now, we're under full course yellow at the moment, but if that had been... There were cars going back past its speed. That could have been very nasty indeed. John, follow-up question. The car in front of it, does that mean that it was the 27 picking up its sister's tire? Because that would be a penalty for either one of the harder racing cars. It would either be the 23 for hitting pit equipment or the 27 for uncontrolled pit equipment, i.e. putting a tire somewhere where it is vulnerable to attack. 23 was the car that picked up the tire. 
Uh, and so, yes, that is the 27. That is its uh, sister car. The lollipop oh, no. comes up uh, the, as the car hits the ground. And I'm not sure why they didn't pull round it. There seemed to be enough room or they could have driven through the other pit because, actually, they wanted to get into line because there was a line of cars at the red light. And I think they wanted to get straight into the acceleration lane. Wait, Corvette Racing is reclaiming the tire. It was Corvette's tire and the heart of racing that oh, so hit it. Was it. Two, yes. So it was two, two pit stops down. Two pits down. Okay. So that uh, that's definitely going to be a, uh, a penalty for the number 23 heart of racing, Aston Martin. And IMSA will be assessing that to see if the tyre was laid out somewhere it shouldn't have been in terms of getting out the pits. Now, penalty for Sally Jolic in Tower Motorsport. They will get a drive-through for failing to meet the minimum full refuelling time. This is set, Jeremy, in the regulations for uh, each of the races in the supplementary regulations there is a time doesn't matter what it is um it's uh, 30 seconds i think here 40 seconds here um that's for all cars in all classes and that's for a full refuel time it's been put up from 30 to 40 as jeremy's just said so they haven't hit that that'll be a drive-through let's get back to Shea in the pit lane for the stragglers pits up for everybody now Shea. i'm a bit surprised by this uh, because the bmw mt rll hybrid has come back in that would be the gtp car let's see splash of fuel one two that was it all they did was top it off and of course more importantly than adding the actual liquid fuel into the car was replenishing their energy, meaning they can go further into the stint, and they've got a few more kilowatts to use than everyone else. Yeah, yeah that's not, the, uh, they, they lost. They lost some ground during that uh, that pit stop. In any case, so they, they'd fallen from a fifth position behind both number five and number ten. So, be curious to know what went. Something must have gone not according to plan during that initial pit stop for number 25 so be uh, certainly interested to find out what that was and then uh, after that they're at the back of the field in any case in gtp so might as well come up come in and top it off i would guess and uh, so yeah it's not good the, the start of this race has been bitty it been bitty but particularly for, for bmw team rll um I'm right in saying, Jeremy, that uh, Matt Campbell didn't come down the pits a second time to top off. He just he's just right. taken the position there. Yeah. Okay. Didn't want to risk coming into yeah, a pack. No, he'd pit already lift. made his stop. He'd already made his yeah. stop, so he's in good shape. It uh, was only a couple of laps front. before, wasn't it? So yeah. he's lost nothing. Yeah. No. Exactly. No. It's uh, no. I mean, he he will have to stop before everybody else at the if if we go green all the way through this next stint. But he's got that track position and. As we've seen, it's not easy to overtake in its big GTP cars around here with all the traffic. We've not seen many uh, overtakes at all. Quite frankly, we've got the uh, yeah, number number 60 car got past number 25. Um, and uh, also overtook number 7 car before that. That's about it, to be perfectly honest, in terms of overtakes amongst the GTPs. John Falb. Uh, in and out in the TDS racing number 35. Yeah. He did not pit during the uh, first sequence. So it missed the call to pit, presumably. So uh, he, he was 
uh, scored in second position overall behind number seven car, the Porsche, which did not pit. But uh, at the second opportunity, he did come in in that number 35 car. So you're going to drop to the back now for the restart. And we'll split the classes again with the GTP cars going to the front so they don't have to fight their way through traffic on a restart. And there is the side that we will make Mr. Roger Penske very pleased indeed. He has the number seven car ahead of the number six, Matt Campbell, uh, on strategy. Nick Tandy on pace. Colin Brown is in third for Maya Shank Racing. The number 60 Acura. Then people Durrani for Wheel and Engineering Cadillac as we go back to green. As soon as that split was completed, that was very quick indeed. Yeah. And down towards turn one, Matt Campbell's jumped away. Nick Tandy, 10, 12 car lengths behind at the second of the night, 6 threes, the one with the white pinstripes and side flash. And it's Colin Brown who's under pressure at the moment as he's got two Cadillacs behind him. People, Tarani and Sebastian Bourdais up over the top of the S's. And Colin drafting up behind Nick Tandy. Here comes Bourdais and Pipo Tarani. They've got good starts as well. And down towards turn five through the sweeping right-hander, which is banked. Big speed ball of the outer loop there. Shea Adam in the pit lane has uh, a couple of, of... has a car in the pits. Who's that, Shea? Corey Lewis in the number one Paul Miller Racing BMW. Uh, he came in. They did a splash of fuel. They hit something. Oh, no, it's uh, Brian Sellers and trying to get the car to restart. There is a penalty I'm hearing, the number 33. That was the car started by Lance Wilsey. Car was spinning with uh, the wheels up on the jacks. That's not okay. And the number 16, that would be the Wright Motorsport. Oh, 6-0, sorry. Ooh, Meyershank Racing, pit lane speeding. No, that's a no-no, that's a drive-through. Yeah, third position car. Yeah, Colin and Brown. That's, that's the car that's been on the move in this race. Yes, exactly so, Jeremy. That's an error. Our Porsche keys to the race. Tires, traffic, track limits, and strategy keep the car out of the pits, and that includes for penalties. That's going to hurt, but still over five hours to go, just on five hours and five minutes. It's been a stop start beginning to the seal and six hours of the Glen. Hello there, XM202 around the US, around the world on RS2, the home of IMSA Radio. Radio Show Limited Network co-production with IMSA and NASCAR Productions for 2023. Our eighth year together with this series in this run. Into the pit lane for a Ferrari. And that's the Reese number 62 car. Shea Adam really? is looking at it. Yeah, this is very much unexpected. Um, let's see what they're going to do. It looked like the left side was down. Indeed, the left front, that was a puncture. So now they are putting a new Michelin tire sticker Michelin onto the Reese Ferrari. Let's see if they can drop it off the air jacks in time. There we go. Daniel Sarah fired up and uh, fired up the car as well. Back into the race. The number one Paul Miller racing car. No power right now for Brian Sellers. This is massive, guys. Championship leaders coming into today's race. Ouch, that's uh, disastrous for that team. As uh, Shea Robinson, as Shea uh, Adam said there, that car leading the points in GTD after the first four rounds of the championship. They had a, uh, a lead of, what, 62 points over the inception McLaren car number 70 coming to this race. That's the only uh, 
Cardinals won two races this season in the entire series. Uh, they won at uh, Sebring and at Long Beach, but uh, that's going to be disastrous for them. And here comes the number 60 car to serve its penalty. So Colin Brown remaining at the wheel of that car. It was plus... No, it wasn't. Another car, number 61 car, was plus two. I didn't see what the uh, the speed, out by how much they exceeded the speed limit. It wouldn't have been by much, but it's enough. Uh, whatever it is, it's a hard number. If you go over that number, you're going to get a penalty, and that's very costly. It's going to put Colin Brown right deep amongst the, the LMP3 cars. He's got a lot of ground to make up. Meatball flag, the mechanical problem flag for the Tower Motorsport car. Now that could be the radio issue, it could be some damage from the incident with Ben Keating's car into the pit lane. Now who's that that's just come through? That was the 023. Ah yes, that's Girls Cardina for Triasi. That's another penalty for that car. Remember they had two drive-throughs at the start of the race for changing their qualifying tyres and that was another minimum fuel uh, stop violation for the Triazi machine that uh, car 35 has still got theirs to do as well and that will take them out of the fight for a moment or two meantime some better news from the pit lane she Adam I'll let it speak for itself. There's life once again in the Paul Miller Racing BMW. Lost two laps so far. Let's see if Brian can engage in a gear. There he goes. He's rolling. Yep, he's out. So that will be two laps down for Paul Miller Racing. Five hours to go. That's still doable. I know that's on the pit lane speed limit, but that didn't sound particularly clean, Cher, to me. And sounded on normal. Okay. You listen to it more than I do, so that's absolutely fine car comes back, oh big lot up down into turn one, right ahead of uh, Ben Keating that might have been George Kurtz in the CrowdStrike Racing by APR 04 car the mostly red and white machine down through the pit lane we have back into the pit lane, the TDS number 11 Stephen Thomas remember had that incident that was not of his making so that car is back out well, are you making notes at home of all of these incidents? Yeah, it's rather messy. Pit lane yeah. speed violation for the blue and uh, green Ferrari. That's the Chetel R47, plus 19. Now, that won't be a drive-through. That car is going to have to stop in the penalty box. Uh, Richard, who was our pitch lane, pit lane official at the end of the lane. Now, side by side across the line, Cadillac versus the number 10, Acura, down in the inside. Bordet goes through. They are still fighting as they climb through, and here comes the BMW. Connor de Filippi, three cars then, battling for fourth, fifth, and sixth. Cadillac, Cunningham, and Alda Acura, BMW, M Team, RLL, across the top of the hill. Bordet goes to the right hand side to defend into the inner loop crashing the ground and the 10 car goes straight on Louis Delatraz couldn't break as late as Sebastian Bordet and had to bail out of the corner yeah my goodness me though that Cadillac's running low and on the right hand side where it's slightly bumpier Jeremy that was scraping the ground really and 
Di Filippi then moves up a, a position as a result of that. He's, he was right on the tail of Bourdais, wasn't he? Going through the inner, inner loop. So that number 25 BMW, despite that uh, lengthy first stop, I'd certainly like to know what uh, went wrong there. It cost him a couple of positions, uh, and um, but he's he's charging hard now. He's going to try next on his uh, in his sights. He's going to be Sebastian Bourdais. That off the road, but that was just a banner, wasn't it? Okay. Don't forget, they came in twice that BMW, uh, Jeremy, because they topped off at the end of the right. Uh, right, the but the, its first stop was was slow. Yeah, I tell you what, don't try and outbreak Bordet because he was super late on the brakes into the inner loop, the bus stop. Added in the mid 90s, that part of the circuit. Can you imagine charging into turn five and then pitching the car into that banked right hander? It's how it used to be. Bordet in fourth position, then. Pete Durrani in third. This is about. To Four seconds up the road. He's got two seconds to find if he's going to get Nick Tandy in the number six Porsche Penske Motorsport 963. And uh, Nick is a respectful two seconds behind Matt Campbell in the number seven car. Off for the 42 NTT, uh, NTE Lamborghini. And the purple car has, I'm afraid, hit the wall rather hard. It's Rob Furriol behind the wheel of the NTE Sport LLC. Oh, he got help. He got yeah. help from the inception. McLaren into turn six, and there's not a lot of room there. Down the inside. Oh, that's a low percentage lunge, I'm afraid. Yeah. In the battle for third position in GTD, Brendan Areeb. And the McLaren 720S GT3 Evo, I think a little bit ambitious there. Yeah, he came from, came from. No, he was only a car length or two behind, but it, the contact was, was. Uh, there's a speed for, is that Bourdais? I think it is Bourdais, Jeremy, on the final corner. The good bowling bridge is acting as if it was a 10-pin bowling alley at the moment. The pits are closed and Bordet's gone in hard in the gold front at 0-1. He's really had problems with this car, and particularly with the braking, but that's not a hard braking area. Had issues at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca and, of course, famously at the first lap of the first corner in the race at Long Beach when he pitched the car into the wall under braking. But that's not a braking area I... I'd suggest that someone else or something else was involved there. Now, he's going to stay out. The pits are closed. He could have had emergency service. Oh, he may have had help from a, a BMW. Coming to the end of the lap, who's he catching up to? Oh, he's, no, he lost it himself. Yeah. He lost he it himself, the and then he was hit by the BMW. So coming out behind, I think it was the, I think it was the BMW number one. Uh, no, it's not. It's the 92 Porsche. Excuse me. He came and misjudged the exit of turn 10. This is Sebastian Bordet in the car that was running right at the sharp end of the field. Came upon the GTD Porsche, misjudged it, tried to turn left 
overloaded the right-hand side of the car. Now, he sees it coming into turn 10. Did he just misjudge how quickly he was going to come on it? Oh. I don't think he touched it. He just lost the back end. And then as he was trying to gather that back up, the BMW that was behind him, Conor de Filippi, gave him a little tap. He definitely didn't touch the Porsche. No. Yeah, he did. I mean, David Brule was driving up in a 92 car, didn't use all of the road on the exit, perhaps at turn 10, trying to get back across for turn 11, conceivably. Uh, and uh, another look here, they went past one car going into turn 10. Brule's oh. yeah, out to the edge I, of the you know what? I, I, th I don't think Brule's done anything no, wrong there. Absolutely right. That is a very uncharacteristic misjudgment yep. by Sebastian Borde. Yep. Could he be. Maybe could he have been more, his attention more taken by the BMW behind, which is now in the pit lane. Now, the pits are still closed, Shay, but this will be counted as emergency service. Correct, and they should not do any fuel because they're not short on fuel, but emergency service is effectively for when you have some kind of damage that needs to be addressed immediately or you're going to run out of fuel. The damage that needs to be addressed immediately is the nose, and yes, this does need to be rectified straight away. There are carbon shards that are actually falling out quite loosely as well as the dive plane on the left hand side the nose is punctured completely the emblem is falling out uh, glad it didn't fall out around the circuit and now they're putting a new nose on the car it slots into place fairly easily actually that's Im impressive um although the left hand side the driver's side was getting caught up on the suspension a little bit and now they're wiggling it into place um it, it's almost like a puzzle piece and now they're gonna have another go at this but they shouldn't lose the lap also into the pit lane is sebastian bordea i see the yellow cadillac the yellow fronted cadillac crawling down for cadillac racing no it, it's a little bit more work that needs to be done ah the air intake for the brake duct is broken on the left hand side for the bmw that's a problem. That's uh, below the hood as Bourdais comes in. Rear and front damage to the Cadillac, as you would expect. Uh, this is the team that won the last race that we had. By the way, at WeatherTech Raceway, Laguna Seca was the 0-1. 25 has been on the podium twice so far this year for BMW. The only BMW that's been on the podium this year, I'm sorry to say, uh, for the GTP class. But they're having a lot of trouble trying to fit this new nose into place. It looks like it's slotted in okay. It just won't stay. It's close together as well, these two cars. Thank you, Shit. Shit Adam down in the pit lane for IMSA Radio and IMSA TV together. Just under five hours still to go, 4.53 and a half. There's going to be quite a bit of remedial work required on the Cadillac. The problem is they can't get the gold nose to go back on and go into its attachment uh, points and the speeds that you go around here you can't afford those not to be fastened on properly share adam that's not the only work that's going on uh, on the cadillac no they're trying to send up so he doesn't lose any further laps they secured everything back down it needs a new nose it needs a new tail it needs a new engine cover uh they did replace the nose on this stop and the nose that they took off Wow, that's a lot of broken carbon as Ranger actually jumps over the wall to try and get into place. It looks like they're going to be doing a driver change next time by as the BMW goes back into life as well and reclaims the track, but that has a lot less damage to it than the Cadillac to deal with. Are they allowed to do multiple stops when the pits are closed, though? Surely you could only do one stop for emergency service. They won't. They shouldn't be closed the next time we come back ah, around. Good point. Uh, so that would be yeah. the advantage. And the rules of emergency service state, ah. you come in, you do the emergency service, you go back out, and then you come back to the pit lane except, the first time of asking. Except this is a short yellow, so the pits won't open. 
Ah, well, then I would assume they'll have to do a drive-through when the pits do open yeah. when we go back to green. Correct. Interesting. Hmm. Let's see if they come back in again well, this yeah, time they will. around. Uh, the BMW doesn't need to. The Cadillac definitely needs to. Uh, the news of a drive-through for Heart of Racing number 23 is not unexpected. And there... And we, we have a close pit entry for the 91 Porsche. Sheer Adam. That's a, a strange one, one of the GTD cars. Well, and again, one of our cars that was victorious at WeatherTech by Spade Laguna Seca. They've changed the right rear tire. That's it. And, oh, no, they put some fuel in, too. Oh. I think they put some fuel in. Um, I'm at the other end of the pit lane, but I believe I saw the fuel nozzle attached. That would not be okay. A car has dropped off the air jack, sit, sitting in its pit box for quite some time. Pit close light is on, so it's not as if it was disadvantageous to wait down there as opposed to waiting at the pit exit. But let's see what the deal was for Alan Metney. Yep, just the one tire. That's Kelly Moss uh, with Riley. Keep in mind. So that's a huge advantage that they have on their pit box. Yeah. Now, so that car in a query puncture there, if they only changed one tyre, they were allowed to do that under the emergency service regulations and up to five seconds of fuel if you require it. Well, are we getting if you require it, which they wouldn't need. Yeah. Because everybody was in just a little while ago. If they did if they did put the fuel on, and I can't confirm that because I looked up over the top a little bit too early, but I think I might get a ping for that, Jeremy. So yeah. at the front of the field, the two Porsches still lead. Matt Campbell and Nick Tandy back together again behind the safety car from the Acura of people. Acura, sorry, the Cadillac of people, Durrani. That is the 31 Action Express wheel and Cadillac, the one with the red front. Then the it is the number 10 Acura. Louis Delatraz recovering from a drive-through back to fourth. Quiet race so far for Mike Rockefeller in the number six JDC. Exactly to plan. Exactly to plan yeah. for John Church yeah, and the I Yellow mean, Submarine. No testing. That, that car, they've only run that car once. That was the race weekend at uh, WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca. Oh, that's not true, Jeremy. They had a fulsome shakedown of the car in the parking lot of their facility <laughs> before they went to WeatherTech. Okay. The drivers, <laughs> the race drivers had never driven the car before WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca. Uh, they are have a, planning a, a quick test at Indianapolis before we go from here to Canadian Time Motorsport Park. So that'll be the first time they've done a proper test in that car. Wow. So steep learning curve and... Uh, they, they, uh, they. Uh, let's just say there's not a, a, a super close working relationship between Penske Porsche Motorsports and JDC Motorsports, which is interesting. All of their, I think, all of their. Are they covering up their engineering? Homework, they? <laughs> well, they're getting no other. All their technical uh, assistance comes from Multimatic, not from Penske Porsche Motorsports. Interesting. Yes. Look, they're another competitor. Um, yeah. But, um, well, yeah, they were almost as quick as them at uh, first time out, weren't they? At, uh, well, 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 and, and we've seen Hertz Jota in WEC yeah. at Le Mans outperforming the, the Penske yeah. cars. So everybody's out there to race, and yep. the first people you want to beat are the people in the same cars. I mean, yeah. that's always, always the way. Hearing yeah. that uh, Jota are expecting to get a second car for next year, the uh, for the next season, uh, and possibly bringing it over here. Uh, 
Thomas Loudenbach, who is the motorsport manager for Porsche, saying there could be as many as eight Porsches out racing next year, split between WEC and here in IMSA. Right, question for you, Shea Adam. Whilst we've got uh, a quiet moment, I'll pass this one. I'll say it over the air because yes. I want our listeners and viewers to know as well. We need to know, and the tyres. And your the tires. next Your next questions to anybody you speak to is, and the tyres, particularly in GTP. Should which, I give them a little more context than that? Yeah, well, well do, <laughs> which are ones they are they the using? Soft, yeah. soft or the hard? Have, so they tried this, have they used the the new compound that they got uh, that they got allowed overnight yet? And I've, if so, what's the feedback? I haven't seen any tyre changes that I can think That's of. That's a good GTP. point, actually. So, yeah. hmm. Have there not been any tyre changes yet? I can't think of any that I've seen, Jeremy. Oh, oh, the so the only tyre change that I've seen was the singleton tyre for the 10. Uh, and that was early on when it got the meatball flag. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yep. Well, it'd be good to confirm that. Because yep. that's, that, that, that is interesting. If they're, uh, I'm surprised no one's sort of trying the, uh, the softs at this stage of the race because they haven't... Most of them haven't run them certainly in this in this warmer weather uh, at all here. They did some of the teams did do did use the softer tyres in a bit of a test with well, a test they had here, but it was a lot cooler, I am told. So a big question marks as to whether they were they would be okay for the race because none of them, I believe, ran the tyre in a warm up this morning because they want to keep them for the race. Uh, VP Racing in race update. Let's do this as we've had. The pit's about to open, so it's Porsche number seven from Porsche number six from Cadillac Wheel and Engineering, Cadillac number 31 from Conic Minolta Acura number 10 from JDC Miller Motorsports Porsche number five. And then the 60 of Colin Brown uh, is the uh, Mayer Shank Racing Acura. The two GTPs that are a little bit out of kilter and are still on the end of the lead lap. A Cadillac Racing's number 01, the gold-fronted car, and the BMW M Team RLL number 25. Longer pit stop and then damage for Conor De Filippi in the Beamer. Sebastian Bordier with damage and a, a very unusual uh, mistake from Sebastian Bordier. In LMP2, AF Corsa, the 88 from CrowdStrike and APR, that's George Kurtz in the 0-4. Ben Keating in the wins, number 52, PR1, Matheson Motorsports. Tower Motorsports, Sally Yolick, uh, still hasn't been penalised for crunching the back of Ben Keating. I suspect that race control have been a bit busy. Then Aero Motorsport in the blue, number 18. LMP3, AWA uh, is the leader with the number 13 from Andretti Autosport. Jarrett Andretti in that 36 black and white car. Genie 3 Racing, Dylan Murray in third. And in the GTs, it's Jack Hawksworth leading the GTD Pro from Vassa Sullivan and Frankie Molvo, Monte Calvo leading GTD for the Sim team. And that's your VP Racing update as we go back to green. Pits have opened. Uh, let's see if anybody drops in off the back of the queue. And here comes the number 10 tower car. We're expecting to see that car in. And, and the two prototypes, the GTP cars as well, 0-1 and the 25 in. So those were the cars on the end of the lead lap, Shea Adam. 
Yes, but this was a drive-through for emergency service for Tanya DiFilippi and the number eight. Uh, both of those cars have gone straight through. The 01 is doing a full pit stop. They are not fulfilling the requirement for emergency service by doing their drive-through. This is a tire change. I've just seen tires come off and tires go on as well as Ranger Van is in it, but behind the wheel of the 01. Now, I wonder if they'll be allowed to serve their drive-through the next lap around, but I believe per the rule book, you have to come in and do that at the first asking. Yes. They're obviously trying so for it, track position here. Is it a drive-through, or you just have to come into the pits again? Is so if you d if you don't work on the car, you have to drive through it. You have to drive through the pits at the first possible. You can't, and you can't do any work on the car. Uh, I thought you just had to come back into the pits. Shoot, shoot you can me. you can stop and work, but you have Which to come through the pit lane. So, is yeah. is has that fulfilled it? They've done a driver change. I suppose it will have. Uh, the Incident under review uh, from Inception Racing uh, and NTA Sport. I think we know which way that one's going. Uh, penalty for Corvette leaving equipment in the pit box. Now, that was the Corvette tyre that was hit by the Aston Martin. And the Aston Martin Harter Racing cars already had its tyre. Now, thanks to Alan Prosser at Lanzarote Camel, He's uh, fired me some screen grabs at IMSA Radio to show that there was a Corvette team member going out to pick that tyre up, but he stepped back when the Aston launched and couldn't get to it. And that's why it was left in harm's way. Pit stop right opposite us, Mercedes. This is the Winwood 57, fuel going in. Side-by-side -side action down at turn one as the BMW goes around the outside of uh, an LMP2 car, the TDS car, and the Volt Racing machine. This is a fight back for that BMW and the M-Hybrid V8 of Connor D. Felipe. Fuel, tyres, and Danny Junkadeo down at the WeatherTech pit for the 79. Here comes Borde's car back into the pits. This is Renga van der Zander back in again so is he going to drive straight past you Adam is he coming back again they still haven't he's replaced the rear clip have they well he's coming back in and they have one tire on the wall John and they've just done all four so oh. I'm really confused by this this wouldn't have been an edict from race control saying hey you put the wrong compound on any reason because they wouldn't have had time to message but it was just the right front now Ranger sent once again let me ask was that was all about off on the hybrid power before the V8 engine fired up. You heard the high pitch whine going out of the pits. We had the Porsche GT4 electric doing some demo laps earlier this week and today. It was York Bergmeister who was driving it today at very rapid pace. And here's the answer on the Cadillac 01 from Shea Adam. Tire pressure sensor showed no pressure in the tire. Ooh. Yeah. Right, so they'll now be w wondering whether that was a faulty tyre pressure monitor or whether they did indeed pick up a puncture uh, on that outlap. That was very unlucky. This has been a weird old race, hasn't it? We did our VP Racing in-race update. We'll keep you up to date with that. Remember, our BDO Nose Strategy Award. 
needs to settle down a bit before we can even start thinking about that. Inception McLaren into the pit lane. This is the incident responsibility with the NTE Lamborghini. Uh, that was at turn seven a wee while ago. Got to keep remembering all this. And quite a bit of nose damage on the right front of that car. Meantime, the Michelin technicians are looking at that uh, right... Was it the right front tyre, I think, Shea, you said, that yes. came off the, uh, the Cadillac? Yeah, the right front, Aper. And they're having a look at that to see what happens. Let's go through the GTDs. I've spoken about them in detail. Lexus, we said, with Frankie Montecalvo leading. Lamborghini, Misha Goikberg, the number 78 car in second place. It's the Forte Racing. Uh, then it's Dorian Pam for the heart uh, for the uh, Iron Dames, Turner Motorsport, uh, and Michael Dynan in fourth. Penalty for Porsche number 91, improperly served emergency service. So that must mean they didn't come down the pit lane at the first possible opportunity. So they will have to come in and stop now for 10 seconds. Continuing our VP racing in-race updates for the GTD category. Fifth position, Mike Scheme for Team Corthus Motorsport. Ryan Hardwick in sixth for the Porsche 911 of Wright, the 16 car. Then Ian James for Heart of Racing. Penalty now served. Sheena Monk for Gradient Racing. The Honda, uh, sorry, Acura NSX over here, of course. The number 66 in eighth position. Eight positions made up by uh, gradient since the start of the race they've worked the strategy and the carnage to their advantage in gt d pro jack hawks with leads from jordan pepper that's ha that's uh Vassa sullivan from iron links and lexus from lamborghini patrick Pele third for faf's plaid porsche well they went off strategy early on so that might have worked for them then the corvette of jordan taylor but that's a Slightly misleading position because he's got a drive-through to serve. And Chandler Hull for Turner Motorsport. The 95 car is in fifth position. That's how they stand with four hours and 38 minutes to go. Leader is Matt Campbell. Judged his pit stop perfectly with an impending yellow flag coming out. The real battle, though, is between Nick Tandy and Pete Durani. How good is that? to here and with Louis Delatraz not too far back second third and fourth they've just gone past the Ricci Competizione Pennzoil Ferrari of Houston 296 when will Giuseppe Ricci prize a 499p the new prototype the Le Mans winning prototype of course from Ferrari when will he prize one out of Ferrari customer racing. EF Corsa running the cars at Le Mans with success. It's been a good month or so for Ferraris and endurance racing with the Nürburgring 24 hours being claimed. What a month or so ago, a little more than that by Fricadelli Racing. Klaus Abelin's team uh, running a 296 and the first ever victory by Ferrari in the Nürburgring 24, one of the really big GT3 races around the world. Over 120 cars starting 
uh, this year. And the first time since I've been going there, in fact, I first went there in 2007, uh, but it's going back even further than that, that a German manufacturer's been beaten to the top step of the podium. So, great month or so for Ferrari and their podium position. Shea Adam has more news from the pit lane and it's news of more damage. I just saw the 92 Porsche go by a couple moments ago. That's the other Kelly Moss with Riley car. The 91 sitting in the penalty box, by the way, just a few moments ago. 92, the front bumper is off. The right front clip is completely detached. I wonder if that was from contact. Number three uh, Corvette hasn't served its penalty yet, I don't think, has it? I... I'm wondering if they're having a discussion about that yeah. because there was one of their team members going to claim that tyre. Um, however, the discussion has been sorted and race control prevails as they normally do yeah. as the bright yellow Corvette comes in. Last season for this car, next year, it is the purpose-built GT3. This, of course, is a, a converted GT Le Mans car. And news earlier this weekend, Jeremy, of the of at least part of the structure of what we'll see next year from Corvette Racing. Yeah, with uh, the, the the newly kind of rebranded Corvette Racing by Pratt Miller Motorsports, will be running at least two. Well, we're running two cars in the uh, GCD Pro next season. Uh, the Corvette also announced there will be additional cars running in GTD. Uh, I think uh, two is the is the plan. So uh, yeah, more As yet an unnamed team more for that. Yeah, indeed. So yeah, just the one team announced so far. And that is a full pro news. driver entry with what Corvette Racing are calling a works assisted team. But let's be honest, Pratt Miller, Pratt Miller, as they're now called, uh, they've been involved with Corvette for such a long time. It's almost interchangeable, isn't it? If you've ever been yeah. to their shop yeah. on the outskirts of Detroit my goodness me and I have yeah what That's a cool. facility that is yeah it's pretty cool Luis Perez Compank driving the Origa number 88 leads in LMP2 for AF Corsa that silver chrome silver car AF are the works supported Ferrari team in endurance racing of course particularly for the 296 they ran the works 499Ps at Le Mans. Amato Ferrari, that's the AF. And no relation, by the way. He's been involved with Ferrari for... Yes. And runs, again, an absolutely outstanding operation. Branched out into LMP2 a couple of seasons ago to get some experience of prototype racing in readiness for running the Ferrari cars. And surely only a matter of time before we get to see the quite gorgeous 499p over here. If you were at Le Mans a few weeks ago, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. But at the moment, AF leading in LMP2. And leading relatively comfortably at this point. George Kurtz in second is just over... just. Uh, on a minute behind uh, 50 seconds let's call it that's absolute nonsense kind of he's sitting right behind him Luis Perez Compank has got Conor De Filippi between himself and George Kurtz that's what threw me out 
and then it's Ben Keating of another second or so in arrears and then there's a 10 second gap back to Dwight Merriman for Aira those are the top four and uh, I expect Conor De Filippi will pick his way through that little crowd of P2 yeah. cars quite quickly in fact That's he already right. has yeah he already has he's worked his way through them he just just, just uh, getting past uh, Compong now so he'd be uh, about 30 odd about 32 seconds behind the rest of the field having, having uh, served that uh, pit stop after the full course caution top three in LMP3 Ori Fadani for AWA the black and yellow car half a second or so ahead of Jarrett Andretti in the black and white 36 he's got his hands full at the moment with Dylan Berry in the junior three racing number 30 car those are yeah. your top three there yeah, together nose to tail have been for uh, pretty much all, all the race and, and Tony Skazmitz is not far behind either nor is Gar Robinson just got past Chris Allen in number 38 performance tech car for uh, fifth and fifth and sixth positions and Jack Hawksworth leads GTD Pro in the number 14 Vassa Sullivan Lexus just coming through to the outer loop now and going round it that's the Bumblebee car yellow and black Frankie Monte Calvo in the number 12 machine he's leading in GTD in the similar car differences if you're trying to pick those apart by the way there's not much difference in the livery uh, the numbers on the pro cars are red surrounds and red on the top of the windscreen banner and those areas are green for the GTD the non-pro cars and that is reflected on the timing screens that you see both online and on the TV as well so those colors go right the way through so it's black and white for GTP light blue and white for LMP2 orange for P3 red for GTD Pro green for GTD not easy to pick out those little bits on the top of the wind, uh, windscreen because they're often incorporated into the livery so keep an eye out for the number panels they're the best ones I always think to check out if you can see them on the doors supposed to have the wing mirrors the, the same colours as well but not sure everybody still does that now wing end plates yeah. as well I think so so early for our BDO nose strategy with 4 hours and 30 minutes to go but we need to keep our eyes on people who are playing the strategy and a reminder that what Jeremy said earlier on, of what Jeremy said earlier on in our Michelin countdown to green, for those teams who are chasing the Michelin Endurance Cup, this is effectively two one and a half hour races. So we're three hour races, uh, two three hour yeah. races, and we're one and a half hours in now. Yeah. So we're halfway through that first run to the first set of points that will be announced and awarded at three hours. And the standings, Jeremy, couldn't be much closer in the uh, Michelin Endurance Cup with two rounds down. So this, going into the second half of the season, there's this race and Motul Petit Le Mans to come. True. In, in GTP, the Wheel and Engineering Cadillac team uh, lead on 24 points to the 22 of the Conor Camelotta car number 10. Just one point farther back from them is number 01 Cadillac. 
in LMP2, TDS Racing Cumber 11 has a one-point lead over number 52 for PR1 Matheson Motorsports, and they are one point ahead of both Tower Motorsports Car number eight and CrowdStrike Racing by APR. That's a zero four car. So, uh, and at one point behind them is the second TDS number 35. Very, very tight. In LMP3, Sean Creech Motorsport has a three point edge over the AWA number 17. One point behind them are both number 74 and the number 36. That's Riley Motorsports and Andretti Autosports. In GTD Pro, WeatherTech Racing's number 79 Mercedes has a four point edge over Corvette Racing in number three so that's the widest margin uh, of, of anywhere and five points behind them is Harder Racing's Aston Martin car number 20 in third place in GTD it's Harder uh, Racing's number 27 Aston Martin that leads on 25 points to the 22 of Team Quarter of Motorsports the Mercedes and then the n- n- uh, 19 points so three behind them Paul Miller Racing's BMW number one and Magnus Racing's Aston Martin number 44. News of more penalties. The car number eight, the tower car, not serving penalty within four start-finish line crossings. That will be a drive-through. And we've got a mechanical black flag. And this, again, is tyre requirements. And this is for the 61 AF Corsa Ferrari. Now, I'm not. This surely this can only be tyre pressures, can't it? They can't have put the wrong. They cannot have put the wrong tyres on that car because they only have one tyre, uh, one choice of tyres. Uh, unless they are mixing and matching sets, which I'm not sure that that is disallowed. You're allowed to pick the best tyres through the race so they may have been messing about with tyres that they used for qualifying so that's a weird one that uh, Shea's going to have to uh, dig up but that's tyre requirements car 61 mechanical black flag and so the recent competition car will have to come in Uh, the Air Corsa car will have to come in sorry and TDS working on a car in a closed pit that's going to be a stop and 60 in comes the flex box Number 44, Magnus Aston Martin. I think this is their first stop. There's a driver change going on. And that'll be John Potter, I think, having fulfilled his driver requirements. New set of Michelin tyres going on. That's all done. They're waiting for the driver. The driver is done. They're waiting for the fuel. The fuel is done. The car is started. And that's a neat stop for the number 44, Shea Adam, what's going on at your end of pit lane? Most impressive exit from a race car I think I've ever seen. John Falb just popped open the door basically as soon as the wheels stopped skidding into the box for the number 35 team TDS racing car. It's Guido Vandegarde who's taken over. It was the fastest guy around the track in an LMP2 car in last year's race, and he is getting four new Michelin tires. Now, I'm I'm curious, John, because you've got the information. I don't. Look back and see at what time George Kurtz crossed the pit in line because if he hadn't done a stop yet either, it's very, very whether or not he actually got his hour and 30 minutes or whether it was an hour and 29 and, let's say, 57 seconds. Right. Let's uh, see if we can go that. Entered the pits uh, seven, uh, 13 minutes and 41 seconds past the hour. So I'll let you do that one. Um, so that was a couple of minutes, three minutes ago. I think that's just going to be enough, isn't it? 
very close. Was that their first stop, Shea? They've been in the pits before, though, haven't they? I don't know, to be perfectly Who? honest. Um, the the crowd strike crowd strike by has, has been in yes. the pits before, so that doesn't count towards his, his uh, minimum time. So George Kurtz is short. He needs to get back to the car before the end of the race. Uh, unofficially, I would say probably. That's a, it's a definite maybe, and I'd be asking him to, if I was Stuart Cox at the moment, nicely. So, please. Yes, please. Jared Andretti in the number 36 LMP3 car going across the line with Dylan Murray in the Junior 3 machine, the orange, yellow and black car trying to chase him down. Black, white and green going up the hill now for the 36 and we'll see that team running an Aston Martin next year with no LMP3s in the main WeatherTech race. Still part of the IMSA programme, but running in the VP Challenge, VP Racing Challenge, along with the uh, GT4, the GS cars, GSX as it's known in that category. So the P3s will not disappear, I think, much to the joy of trackside viewers and listeners because they do make a fabulous noise but uh, grid's growing and sadly I just don't think there's enough space for a full G uh, LMP3 grid for next year, additional GTD cars, additional uh, GTP cars and I suspect quite a lot of LMP2 new blood coming in, here are the leaders, two Porsches, line astern I described it as a respectful distance uh, a little while ago. It was 1.9 seconds last time around. Nick Tandy has pulled 1.3 seconds on that lap to Matt Campbell. And as they charge up through the S's with a bit of blue sky in yeah. vision, which is nice. Yeah, it's been a, it's a lovely are we morning or afternoon. Time. Just afternoon, just 20 afternoon. past midday. Yeah, it's gorgeous, isn't it, right now? I mean, really Track temperature, Jeremy, how about this? Track temperature, 37 Celsius. Yeah. That's 99 Fahrenheit. That's as hot as we've seen it and uh, since... Well, it's it's the hottest we've seen it for the WeatherTech cars. Yep. That's where it was on Thursday when some of the other classes were out. So this is starting to get now much more into the area that Michelin and IMSA expected with the original tyre choice that yep. they gave to the teams for this weekend. Yeah, uh, and I'm, I'm, I wish we could see from the tyres what what tyres are running. Actually, I did see Matt Curdock, the technical director, before the start of the race. He did say they are working on trying to get us that information. Uh, it's not going to happen this weekend, um, unfortunately. But uh, they are they are certainly that's they're mindful of that to get it to get that information out there, so we know. You know, what sort of tyres people are on and whether they're double stinting as well. That information exists, of course, yeah. and, and that's what Jeremy's uh, hinting at there, and Matt knows this as well, and IMSA are pretty good at, uh, at listening to their constituents, whether it's the teams, the tracks, or the, uh, the drivers, or even us, the broadcasters. Uh, the RFID chips that are in each of the Michelin tyres uh, transmit the information as they go out the pit lane as to you know, what they are, how long, uh, if they've been used before, of course. That's all on the uh, the spreadsheet. All right, the lead almost changing there. 
as Matt Campbell at the top of the hill after the S is held up by slower traffic. If that hadn't have been another Porsche, Nick Tandy would have been through there. No doubt in my mind at all. Seemed like Nick just held back a little bit and he's allowed Matt to recover his pace down towards turn number six now. And that continues. Shea Adam in the pit lane with a special interview. Multi-time Le Mans winner, Ben Keating, just out of the car. Don't you hate it when minimum drive time is met? Uh, uh, yes and no. You know, uh, there were certain parts of that that were a lot of fun. In uh, search of part in that that uh, I'm not too unhappy to get out the car. So it's only a six-hour race, so you have to uh, share. You have to share with the other drivers. So. Well, and you know how to share very nicely, having won the race a year ago. What's carried over from what you learned the race in 2022? Uh, it's really, really hard uh, to, uh, to follow another car at this track because so much of it is aero-dependent. You get right behind another car, especially in LMP2. It's really, really hard to uh, pass someone. And uh, the other thing uh, is that uh, the traffic plays an unbelievable role you know, I was having a great race leading the race. I got slowed up just a hair in the S's by a GT car, and that allowed George to drive right around me, uh, uh, which, good for him. He made me a good pass, opportunistic, and he had to be there to make it. So uh, good on George. I, uh, I raced with Sally Yolok in uh, WEC World Endurance uh, in 2020, uh, and uh, he always raced me clean, but... Uh, I think last year in the ELMS uh, in an LMP2, he lost his head. Uh, I was very upset with uh, several of the moves that Sally made, but uh, the way he rear-ended me uh, coming onto the last corner was uh, 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 uncalled for. So uh, I'll go talk to him in a little minute. Was the car okay after that contact? Yeah, I, I think so. I did a double stint on those tires. Uh, and uh, and so I wasn't as fast in the second stint, but uh, the car felt fine. Just to be sure, we went ahead and changed the tail. Uh, so, yeah, I think we're fine. Uphill from here. Good luck, Ben. Uh, thank you, Shay. Right, Shay. Uh, a little detective mission for you now. Winwood been shown in the pits for a little while. Uh, they're not in their pit box because I can see that from here. It's the last one before the gap or the second to the last one before the gap uh, looking down there at the moment there are some of their mechanics sitting there is no car there and there's not a lot going on and their body language is not good so I'm presuming that unless it's not being scored for another reason that car's gone behind the wall so let's find out what's going on Shea, oh, I can see Shea's already striding purposefully up the pit lane front of the field then, the two Porsches Matt Campbell in the 7 Nick Tandy in the number 6 Porsche Penske Motorsport 963 then 2 seconds to Louis Delatraz in 3rd place great battles in the junior prototype category with the Saliolic number 6 6th uh, place car Tower Motorsport machine just coming across the line there not getting a Christmas card from Ben Keating this year Ryan DL, Era Motorsport trying to close back in uh, on Sally Yolik in, in that category, just having gone back out. The F Corsa has just stopped, so Nolan Siegel having taken over 
from George Kurtz has taken the lead for CrowdStrike by APR. We think George might be a speed short. So AF Corsa number 88, the silver and black car, now with uh, Lilo Wadu. So both of the young French drivers, the new sensations are out. Dorian Pat in the Iron Dames Lamborghini is its second in GTD. And Lilo Wadu has rejoined in uh, fifth position in LMP2. Couple of laps ago, there's a change for third position overall. Louis Delatraz in the Conoco Minolta Acura found a way past Pipo Durrani in the uh, in the Cadillac number 31. Uh, and uh, he's now only a couple of seconds behind the, 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 the two leading Porsches. So that gap has come down quite a bit over the last few laps. Have to keep an eye on that. The pace of that Cadillac, Louis Delatraz, the uh, French Swiss driver, turning some good laps at the moment. He was uh, faster. Uh, they're running similar paces there. Uh, and Colin Brown is uh, trying to close that gap, driving car number 60 as well. We're um, a bit over halfway through a stint at the moment for these prototype cars. They can do around about 55 minutes uh, before they need to come into pits to uh, restock quote-unquote energy fuel to you and I, mainly. They've got larger fuel tanks on these cars, significantly larger than last year, when they can only run about 30, less than 40 minutes, around about 40 minutes at the most on some of the tracks. So uh, I think it's I think it's uh, much better now that they're able to run longer between their stints. Colin Brown in car number 60 has just had his best lap of the race, 1 minute 33.6, uh, the fastest lap of the race so far is a 136.6. Uh, excuse me, 133.567. That was turned by Maddie Campbell on lap 26. Three pit lane speed violations to tell you about. Plus one, plus six, and plus seven. Uh, and we'll start with the one who was the uh, least quick. But one is enough. Uh, that 11 is the TDS racing car in LMP2. The 61 is the... 61 is the AF Corsa Ferrari at 296. It's the Ulysses de Pau, Miguel Molina and Simon Mancart in GTD. And the number 88 is the AF Corsa. Oh dear, that's the AF Corsa car. So that's the one that Lila Wadu has just taken over from Luis Perez Compank. So they'll all have to come through doesn't tell me whether it was on the way in or on the way out those penalties and let me reset what i was just talking not correct reset because the new fastest lap of the race last time around once again by louis delatraz in at number 10 acura uh, 33 133.285 and that's faster even than colin brown managed in uh, in the practice session yesterday i think that's the quickest lap that we have seen this week and that was a, effectively a, a qualifying simulation in yeah. FP2 yesterday with just nine cars, uh, nine GTPs at least, on the track. Shea Adam has made it up to uh, Winwood Racing. The car's been absent for a little while. It's going to stay absent, I'm sorry to say. 
Um, while driving around on the racetrack at one point, Brendan Reeb hit the brakes. Russell Ward was not expecting him to brake there, went into the back of the car, and the coolant went everywhere. Uh, the engine, yeah, it's not going to work anymore for this race. But they've got their chins up. They're not used to the fact that it has been such a rough year. But they said, hey, we got our first podium of the year last year at Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. Maybe that's where our luck changes again. Two weeks' time for that event for Winwood and the rest of the IMSA programme. Extensive coverage throughout the weekend, live and free on IMSA Radio and IMSA TV. The support races all live, developmental series, uh, and we've got qualifying and the whole race live in sound and vision for you for the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. Tramping off some of the other sessions as well. Keep an eye on IMSAradio.com and RadioLamont.com. Uh, pit stops for the GTPs. Another tyre change for the 0-1, the gold-fronted Cadillac. That's Renga van der Zander in that car. Bit early, Jeremy? Yeah, I mean, that, well, that, was, that was the last, that was the uh, the most recent car to pit uh, after, you know, after serving its, after having the penalty. So, um, yeah, that's that's curious. I wouldn't have thought that. Oh, mechanical black flag tyre requirement. Ah, so that's another car. So, again, I can only suspect that this is tyre pressures. Um, she's on her way down there. Here is the Porsche of Nick Tandy in from second. Now, this is a little bit longer as he pulls into his pit stop. But it's, I mean, he was, uh, he was not, uh, he was in more recently than the car that is leading. So that they're going to work on the tyres of that car. No, they're not going to work on the tyres. Well, there's a tyre now being carried around. It was a fuel only, fuel only, and a drinks bottle tyres carried around the car. I have to say I didn't see it go up on the jacks, Jeremy. I think that's... This is the number six of Nick Tandy in the pit lane. Uh, fuel hose is out, and it is rolling again. It's Colin uh, Brown working his way through heavy traffic. Jesus, that's busy. <laughs> Heading up the hill from seven, turn seven to turn eight there. There's a whole bunch of GTD cars, LMP3 cars, you name it, they were in there, and Colin was working his way around. He's uh, into the uh, third position uh, at uh, the moment, uh, fourth position, I guess, with that pit stop for the number six car. And here comes the, number, the, the other leaders in this time around, so number seven, 10, and 31 all come in. The number 60 car, interestingly, however, stays out. So that is Matt Campbell for Porsche Penske Motorsport, the leading car, Louis Delatraz. That was second-place car after the stop for Tandy, people to Ronnie for Whelan Engineering. And it was, it was a, uh, it was, where's the sixth car dropped down to? Uh, that's quite a long way down for that pit stop. Uh, Shea Adam has these cars in the pit lane now. Fuel tires and driver changes for all three of these cars. Uh, the number... 
Let me see. The 31, that was definitely Pipo getting out. It was Alexander Sims getting in. I remember seeing him with my uh, my helmet recognition when I walked by. It was Machi Jamine taking over for Nick Tandy in the number six Porsche, the championship leader. And for the number 10, Konik Minolta, Acura. That was Louis Delatraz getting out. Philippe, uh, Philippe uh, Albuquerque taking over. I was just shocked at that exit by Philippe as he put the power down and went straight around the number 31 perfectly into the lane. But unfortunately, he was beaten out by Chamonix. Tires. Did they change tires, Jay, did you see? All of them, yes. They all changed tires. Yes. Great, thank you very much. So now we need to find out what the mechanical black flag for the 0-1 tires was. And we have all of the information we require. Yes, indeed. So, uh, full service there. Then with the driver changes, taking place. Felipe Nasser uh, taking over the number seven car from uh, Maddie Campbell. Uh, as Shea said, Alexander Sims in the number 31 car and Philippe Albuquerque in the number 10 car now. Uh, the number five car also has been on to pit lane. Mike Rockefeller handing over to Timon van der Helm and uh, Colin D. Filippi. Is he, he going to come in as well on this lap? No, I don't think he did. Uh, negative. Number Still 60 car didn't come in either. Wow. So that, 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 that's staying up significantly longer than anybody else. That could be crucial uh, as we go on from here. We've got now, we've got, what, we're two hours and almost two hours into the race, aren't we? 407 to go so yeah an hour 53 into the race yeah. um which means uh, th these cars can do around about 55 minutes on tank and fuel we went green again uh yeah so around about 55 minutes Uh, Shea Adam has some answers from the pit lane and more penalties. All right, because of the damage to the rear of the Zero One machine, they are not able to get the pressure completely up for the front tires, and thus it resulted in another mechanical black flag because they were running below the minimum pressure. Now, they have bumped all the pressures up on the front tires, so that shouldn't be an issue going forward, but that was the result of the early stop. Into the pit lane, the number 14, Lexus Sebastian Sullivan, Jack Hawksworth is getting out. Ben Barnicat taking over. They've done fuel and four tires. We've also had the number 11 TDS racing machine in. That's Stephen Thomas getting out. I think that was Mikkel Jensen's helmet climbing aboard. The 25 BMW also into the pits. Fuel and tires. Connor Filippi staying in the pit lane. I definitely want to grab a chat with him. And Nick Yellily has taken that car over. And the number 70 Inception Racing McLaren. Brendan Areeb is done. It's now up to Frederick Shandorf who's taken over. And he'll be sharing with Holly Milroy, one of our favorites, a little bit later on. Also, ooh, Shank is in. The number 60 MSR that is Colin Brown out. Definitely want to chat with Colin. He was leading this race. That's a position he's very familiar with over the last couple of years. And Tom Longfist has taken over fuel. And are they doing tires? Yes, they are. At the other end of the pit lane, the FAF Porsche, the number nine, is in for another full service. As we've got the two Porsches together, this is the effective battle for the lead as they'll come round this time. Philippe Nazar and Mathieu Jaminet, seven from six. And they come across the line almost together as they pass the Lamborghini. Oh, pushing his teammate towards the wall. Play nicely, gentlemen, please. And there's the pass for the lead down at turn one. Talking about this right at the start of the show. Able, that is the classic Watkins Glen pass 
but now the Macintosh BMW is a moving roadblock. They're not doing anything wrong. And the six of Mathieu Jaminet pulls to the right-hand side. He's got his teammate right in the draft. They'll go side-by-side side into the bus stop. Nice bit of driving by both. Again, that might have been a little more frantic if it wasn't a team car. So, the red and white striped Porsche 963 back to the lead of the race. Nick Tandy led earlier on, now Mathieu Jaminet. Uh, leading for Porsche Penske Motorsports. Mm, very interesting at this stage. There's a, the uh, one of the Lamborghinis holding up. That uh, is how the, the lead changed, Jeremy, indeed. down at turn yep, one. Exactly, and uh, allowed Jaminet to get a run on Nassau going down the front straight, and he makes a slices pass on the inside. Job done for the Frenchman. Again, suspect there would have been slightly more robust defence had that not been another red and white car. Yeah, and had it been, uh, instead of having four hours and four minutes to go, uh, somewhat less than that, yes. Yeah, uh, totally, <laughs> totally. It does seem as though the six cars got a little bit more pace. Um, I mean, on lap times, certainly isn't much to do between lap times. I think virtually all of the GTP cars are doing 33s. The only exception is the uh, number five car, which done mid-34, but uh, they're still learning an awful lot about that car, so not really relevant, I don't think, at this stage. But very, uh, yeah, all of the GTP cars seem to be really closely matched, John, which is, which is cool to see. Well, we've been talking about that, haven't we, um, all year, to be honest, that there's nothing to choose between the... GTP cars on any given day, on any given stint, yeah. on any given set of tyres or fuel load, at any given circuit, there will be a car that has a wee bit of an advantage here and there. But you don't want to get rid of that. If a car's inherently got an advantage at street circuits, you don't want to slow that one down and speed everybody else up. You, you want to see that play out. Right. Battle I for GTD. Just look at the lap times after. Just for, sorry, yeah, go on. No, no, sorry. In um, the, just look at the lap times. The, the, it's been three laps since they pitted, and they're still only in the sort of thirty sixes and thirty eights for the leaders. It just takes a lot of time to build the heat and pressure into these uh, these Michelin tyres for the GTP contenders. The Lexus versus Lamborghini battle continues. That is uh, Vassa Sullivan's Frankie Montecalvo and Dorian Pan for the lead in GTD. They're just coming over the top of the brow uh, down to turn number eight. Still just on four hours to go, which is why I let Jeremy finish his thought there because it's not as if they were battling to the line. We'll keep an eye on that whilst Shea Adam speaks to some drivers fresh out of their cars. Conor Filippi out of the 25 BMW had a very eventful opening stint. But the first thing I have to know, did they let you go out on both sets of tires, the softer and the harder, or are you just wanting, running one of them? No, we're saving the soft ones for the end of the race. Um, well, later on, at least, if we start getting some mixed conditions, the uh, the soft will be slightly nicer if there's some damp spots and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, we'll save those for later in the race if we need them. Right now, we're just trying to get the tire pressures dialed in because this is the first long runs, the proper ones we've had of the, of the race weekend. So 
it's uh, difficult to get those tuned in, so working on that. Obviously, we had the contact with the 01, which wasn't uh, ideal, but yeah, it was just a racing situation. He was trying to get around a GTD car, and uh, he kind of lost the rear and had a tank slapper. And as he gathered it up, like I was trying to get the car slowed down, um, but I just couldn't get it slowed down quick enough and unfortunately hit them. So sorry to damage their car and sorry to our boys, but we stayed in the lead lap and uh, yeah, just keep plugging away. Still four hours to go, so plenty of action remaining. It seemed like your first pit stop was a little bit long. Was there something that happened that you could tell from in the cockpit? Yeah, that was my fault. Um, that was my first time. We did quite a few laps under yellow and then we came in for a hot stop uh, and I completely underestimated the amount of grip that these tires would have even though I did some laps on them uh, I thought there would at least be grip since I pushed hard on the track but I was wrong I came in they were like stones and uh, I couldn't even really stop the car so uh, luckily no one was hurt there uh, no damage to the car so we had a we used a few of our nine lives in the first stint but hopefully we don't need many more the rest of the race you crossed the finish line first here last year does that make you feel like there's even more unfinished business for sure, I think we all feel, um, you know, we, we have a little a little something with this track. We've been fast all weekend. Uh, obviously, we wanted that win last year, but uh, circumstances took it away. So, uh, yeah, we'll keep doing our best and everything we can control. And uh, as the weather comes closer, we'll be, we'll be ready. It seems like in the dry, at least, the speed is there. Where did that come from? I mean, this was the first race weekend where we had a, a proper test before. So we got to test several weeks ago which was good preparation. It also meant Nick didn't have to show up and learn a track in FP1. So it's just little things like that that, that help. You know, um, you're going against the best in the business here from teams to drivers, and all, all these guys have driven here before. So uh, it just allowed us to really start developing and be at 10 tenths from, from the word go and from the first lap of FP1. So just really, really proud of these guys and girls that have worked hard on this program. Uh, we're making steps. Obviously, still plenty more to go, but proud of everybody involved. Good luck the rest of the way, Connor. Thank you.